Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I hope you guys are doing awesome today. I am just now noticing that my voice is still a little bit hoarse from going to the Seahawks game on Sunday, and today is Thursday, so that you can tell how much I was yelling during the game. If you've never been to a professional football game, you should be standing up and yelling every single play your team is on defense. The reason for that is to make it as loud as possible so the offense has trouble hearing themselves talk or communicating with their own players. And in Seattle, the Seahawks fans take pride in how loud they are, so as well as I do. So I stood up and yelled every single play with it, the team was on defense, and my voice is still a little bit off from that experience, but I wouldn't take it back, wouldn't trade it for the world. This podcast is all about, well, it's about eight signs that you might be overtraining in the gym or life. So the eight signs I'm going to be talking about are going to be directly related to people that are doing some sort of fitness or training um, their bodies. So that's what it will be related to. But there are some interesting things that we can also see correlations with as we go along in our life. And I'm excited to jump right into this because I think that it's a way of thinking about certain things in the gym or in life that you may not have thought of before. So hang on with me and I'm going to get right into that. But first, I want to make sure that I mention my partners because they're the reason that I'm able to continue doing these podcasts. And I want to make sure that you know who they are because I love them. I use them. And I think you should too. So the first one I want to talk about is Whoop. Okay. Whoop is an always on activity tracker and you can go check out Whoop at whoop.whoop.com. The way that I use Whoop is it's on my wrist at all times, even when I sleep, even when I'm in the shower, even when I'm working out. What it's doing is it's constantly taking in data from my body. And that data is essentially turned into a recovery score for me each morning. The other cool thing about it is there's machine learning behind it. So the more that you wear this device, the more that it learns about you, your heart rate, your HRV, your sleep patterns, and it will give you a more accurate reading as you continue using it. So I have Whoop. There's 10 of my top athletes at the gym that use Whoop at my current gym, several top uh, or professional athletes, CrossFitters that are using Whoop, um, it just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And the cool thing is that if you go to whoop.com, so whoop.com, and you decide to get yourself a Whoop strap, you can use the code Joe and get yourself a hundred bucks off your Whoop. If you have any questions about that, let me know. I've been using it for about eight or nine months now. So I've been with it for quite a while. It's a great product. And like I said, ask me if you have any questions. The next partner I want to talk about is Perfect Amino. Now, I've been taking Perfect Amino for, man, like two or three years now. And what it is, it's an amino acid supplement. But the cool thing about it 
that puts it or makes it stand apart from other amino acid supplements, it has all the essential amino acids that your body needs or that your body cannot produce on its own. So those essential amino acids in the form that perfect amino comes in do not need to be digested by your system. So when the reason I first started taking it was because I found out through some tests that my body was not digesting proteins. So you can imagine, and this directly relates to this eight signs that you might be overtraining podcast, if you're not digesting proteins, which are the building blocks for your body, and especially your muscles, how are you going to recover? It's going to be really easy to overtrain. And that was probably one of the main reasons that I had issues and went into this very deep overtrained state. But once I started taking the perfect amino, my body didn't need to digest the amino acids or the proteins. Amino acids make up proteins. So I was able to recover faster. And even though I'm out of overtraining now, I continue to take perfect amino on a daily basis and continue to recover, I would say about 75% faster than if I'm not taking the perfect amino. It completely replaces my post-workout shake. I just pop 10 perfect amino on an empty stomach before I work out. And I feel great. Okay, so Perfect Amino is something that I would highly recommend you check out. You can go to allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino and it will take you to their site. And then if you use the code allaroundjoe, once again, you'll get yourself a discount. So check it out. I have Perfect Amino pretty much are are actually on auto ship. So it just continues to come to me. I buy the big bottles. I take a bunch of it. I recommend it to anybody that needs to recover faster. So those are the partners that I'm going to talk about today. Check them out. I love them. I use them. They're awesome. And now I want to get into the eight signs that you might be overtraining in the gym or life. So I'm going to start with a little preface here on what this might actually look like before we get into the actual eight eight signs. So imagine that you've been doing CrossFit or working out for some time, for let's say like six months or a year or something like that, but you really start getting into it and you start seeing these awesome results and the results just keep pouring on and you think it's fantastic and you're like, wow, I could probably be competitive at this. This is great. And the, the athletes that I know that are competitive, they're training like two or three times a day. So I'm going to start training two or three times a day. So you go for that right? You get, you're getting great results and you want more results and you want them faster. So you pour it on. Now you're training two to three times a day. You're spending like, you know, five hours in the gym a day. You got to ask yourself though, can your recovery plan hold up to that? You don't really see when you follow these really competitive and professional athletes, the recovery process. I mean, you might get a little glimpse of it here, you know, somebody wearing those weird boots or like using the electrical stim stuff, but they don't actually get into it. But what you do see and what you do follow is them getting their, you know, PRs or lifting really heavy weights and training, you know, saying like, oh, this is my third workout for the day. You know, it's crazy. Ah, doing awesome. So you have to realize that if you're going to increase the volume, you have to also have a recovery plan that's able to increase as well. And that was something that I messed up on when I started training as much as as I was in order to get to the point of being a regionals level athlete in CrossFit or just to, you know, be doing two days, three days, whatever you're going to be doing. You have to make sure that that's in place, but you get so excited with the results and want to do more and more. And it seems to be human nature because check out this example, right? You hit 
a stride at work. You know, you've been working at the company for a while. They give you a huge raise. They give you a whole bunch of accounts, whatever it may be. Um, you start making a ton of money. So you start working even more hours, right? Even when you started, you're working eight hours a day. It was, you know, pretty well maintained. You had work-life balance, but now you're the big head honcho. You're making the big bucks and you're expected and you want to work more because you're getting these results that you want. But what starts to fail then is because you're working these 10, 12 hour days, you don't have time for the gym, right? You don't have time for your health. So that starts to fail. You don't have time for your relationships. So those start to fail. So you're focusing on this one particular thing, but you don't have these other these other processes in place to be able to get your workouts in, to have your diet be in, in great shape. Maybe there is an opportunity for you to do that, right? Like maybe there's a gym at your work so you can sneak away and maybe they have a CrossFit instructor there. So you can go and get a 30 to 60 minute CrossFit workout right at your gym so there's no commute time. You have a nutritionist or you have a company that brings you perfectly macronutriented and calorie specific meals for your body, you could probably pull that off, you know, working 12 hours a day. If you had a CrossFit gym in your building and you had a nutritionist that was bringing you food that was ideal for what you needed. I don't know how you're going to pull off the relationship part. So if you have a family with that, that's probably going to suffer. I don't know how you would pull that off. Maybe they come to work with you and help you on some projects. Maybe, I don't know, but you see how you have to have those things that are in, in, in alignment if you want those to work perfectly. Next up, imagine that you're in a relationship and you see this sometimes. Well, usually when the relationships are newer, you'll see this, right? You start dating somebody and it's going great. Uh, maybe you're a month or two in and you start to, you, you feel great when you're around this person, right? It's all these hormones and feelings that are coming out because you have a good connection with a particular person. So you want to be around them all the time. So you try to be around them all the time, but you have to hope that that other person needs that same thing because you just went into hyperdrive, right? Same idea with the CrossFit. You start getting results <clears throat> and it gives you hormonal releases as well, but you're not really thinking about that and you're just doing it more and more and more. You're going to that, you know, in the relationship, you're asking more and more and more of that other person. Did you have those ideas? Did you communicate enough to them to let them know why you're doing these things? And are they on the same page with you? Because you could blow that relationship up just like you overtrain for CrossFit for your body. You could overtrain that relationship and that relationship could be destroyed because of going overboard with, without thinking about are these other, let's say, systems in place in order for you to have success. Get it? Got it? Good. Okay, so now we're going to jump right into these eight signs that you might be overtraining. And like I said, these are going to be directly related to gym or CrossFit specific, but you can see in some of them how there's a relationship or how you could put them into other life situations as well and see that there is such a thing as overtraining a job. There is such a thing as overtraining a relationship. You just have to be able to notice those and see if there are recovery tools that you can put into your job or relationship or CrossFit that will allow you to continue doing things at that volume. Or is it that you cannot maintain the things at that volume 
and you have to have some sort of a balance, which usually there are going to be these ups and downs where maybe you can you can maintain that volume for a certain amount of time, but then you have to schedule in off times so that your body can be maintained, so that your relationships can be maintained, so that your work-life balance can be maintained. I mean, for example, I was just watching a a question and answer video with Matt Fraser, who is the current fittest man in the world via CrossFit. And he said that after the CrossFit games, he takes about a month completely off. So he he might work out, but it's not the priority at all. And it's not very intense. He's catching up with families, going on vacations, he's traveling. He's doing all the things that he wanted to do at these other times. And then, then the month after that, he still isn't really training that intensely, but he's starting to ramp it back up. So even the fittest person in the world is taking a full month away from it. And if you're trying to get up to that point, you have to consider when are you going to be taking these times off. I usually try and schedule in, try to schedule in <clears throat> about a week off every quarter or so, or every, let's say, at least twice a year. Um, and it's hard to do, right? Because you get addicted to your routine. And I've talked about routines before, and they're the most powerful thing in creating success for us. So when you get into these routines, sometimes it's scary to try and bump out of them. So if you schedule those particular things, let's say once a quarter you take a week off, it's actually going to help you more than it's going to hurt you from a recovery and overtraining standpoint. Think about that as we go through these, all right? And I'll touch on them more as we continue with this podcast. But the eight signs that you might be overtraining, number one, and these are in no particular order. I'm going to go one through eight, but they're not really in particular any particular order. You could have them in any different sequence or one could come before the other, or you just have one that's more dominant, and that's fine. I just have eight of them here. And like I said, no particular order. <clears throat> Excuse me, the voice. Uh, hopefully it's going to, it's going to stick with us for the whole podcast here. All right. Number one, you lose motivation to train or go to the gym. All right. This is a sign that you are probably putting too much time into that particular thing because, I'll, you know, we need to have be healthy. We need to uh, have this fitness for us for the rest of our life. And I've never, Knowing somebody that has gotten into it into the point where they're working out and they're feeling good and they don't like to do it. People say, oh, I'm lazy or whatever, but they always have, our bodies are meant to be moved. It might not be CrossFit, you know, it might not be, it might be bar class, it might be yoga. The body is meant to move and when you do it on a consistent basis, you're going to enjoy it, you're going to want to do more of it. But if you lose motivation to do it and it's, and it's something that you've been doing very consistently in a routine, there is a chance that there's something else that's off. And it usually has to do with the recovery pattern that you're using, right? Like if you're training even just, let's say, five days a week, right? An hour a day, five days a week. If something else falls off, right? We're not just single dimensional beings here. We have all of these different things going on. So let's say that you're training five days a week, you're training hard, you just don't have the motivation to go. And then you look at the other parts of your life and you realize that you're having a lot of stress in a relationship. And that's causing your body to not recover as fast. So you're in an overtrained state, you're overreaching, and your body is telling you that it needs time off. 
So we can't differentiate these particular stressors, right? We have to think about, oh, work is might be a stressor, relationship might be a stressor, whatever else you think of as a stressor might be a stressor that is contributing to your overtrained state. So that's why if you look at some of these athletes that are really, really good at what they do, we use Matt Fraser as an example again, he pretty much cuts out every other thing in his life that might be a stressor when he's in the season, all right, when he's in training mode. He hardly ever leaves his his bubble, right? His bubble is like gym and home, hardly ever goes outside of that because then it puts potential stressors in there. He gets rid of everything else so that all he has to do is focus on his number one goal, which is winning the CrossFit Games. So it completely makes sense when you put it into that perspective that everything is going to be contributing to this particular state in your life. So if they're going to have incredible amounts of stress at your job or your work, you might, you still want to have some sort of workout, right? But if you stress your body an incredible amount at work, and then you stress your body an incredible amount at the gym, and you keep doing that and doing that and doing that, it's not just going to be like a one-time occurrence, but then you're probably going to hit an overtraining state faster, right? Or if you're in a, a toxic relationship, same idea. So that's when you might lose motivation to train or go to the gym. Okay. And at that point, it might be fine to take your week off, which I would recommend, but also look at all these other factors. You know, are you getting enough sleep? Are you meditating? Are you, is your nutrition on point? You know, check all these other things off so that you know that, all right, my nutrition was not on point. So I might take a day off get my nutrition back up to par, or take a week off of the gym, get my nutrition back up to par, and then go right back at training hard, and that's fine. Or there's a stressor at work that you can eliminate, or you know you get out of a bad relationship. You have to look at all these things. Number two, you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep at night. Okay, so this can be a direct sign that you have some sort of hormonal imbalance. A lot of times if your cortisol is up, you might be feeling like your workouts are getting crushed, like you loving them. Because when your cortisol is high, there's some interesting things that are happening. It's giving your body an extra, it's basically giving your body the ability to use extra energy. So if your cortisol is high, your stress hormone is high, your body is essentially saying, hey, let's crush it. Let's get after it. But if you take it too far and it just stays high, then your body's going to say, hey, let's crush it when you're trying to sleep. And that's not very fun because you have to have sleep in order to recover. Sleep is a huge component in us functioning properly. And you do need to have eight hours to nine hours of sleep a night or maybe even seven to nine might be realistic for some people. I am usually around eight to nine. Eight to nine hours is what my body needs almost every single night. So when people tell me, oh, I, I don't have time to sleep or blah, 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 and you get these, even these motivational people, they're like, yeah, you know, if you, you know, don't set your alarm for 4 a.m. and whatnot, it's like, well, you know, you might be able to pull that off, but that's also something that's going into one of these, re, you know, overtraining states. If you're not getting enough sleep, you know, you want to be a high performer. It's like if you study a lot of people that are really, really good at what they do, they usually sleep a lot. 
because it makes your brain function better. It makes your body function better. So number two is just having a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep. And it could mean that your cortisol levels are a little bit high. You can help to lower your cortisol levels without sleeping by doing things like going for a long, easy walk or meditating is a great one. And I use a binarial beat meditation called Holosync. And you go to allaroundjoe.com slash Holosync. That's H-O-L-O-S-Y-N-C. And what that does is actually been shown to when you're using it, that it lowers your cortisol level. So if you're finding that that's happening, then you can use Holosync and it's great. And it will help lower your cortisol levels almost immediately when you start using it. I even will use it to fall asleep if I notice that I'm having trouble and I'm still a little bit too amped from the day, you can listen to the meditation or do the meditation. And sometimes, or I would say a lot of times, it puts me into a very low or or a brain state that will help me fall asleep. And I'll just fall asleep. And and sometimes, you know, you have your, your earbuds in and you fall asleep and then you wake up a few hours later and you take the earbuds out. So, Highly recommend checking that out. That's Holosync, allaroundjoe.com slash Holosync. If you're having any sleep issues or you just want to meditate more, which we all should do. Number three, your sex drive is in the dumps, okay? So if your hormone balance gets off, then usually your testosterone and your growth hormones are going to be lower and you're going to be less interested in basically everything. And you can notice that a lot of times this will go into your losing motivation to train, but also losing motivation for your sex drive. So it's just a very clear, good indicator that you might need to take a little bit of time off. You can also, the meditation thing helps. And the meditation and the extra sleep and all of this stuff is going to help with almost all of these things to get your hormones back in balance. So you'll notice that there's a trend here for what you need to do right? You need to get your body into some relaxed states that will level out these high intensity states that you're putting yourself into at the gym, at work, or in a relationship, okay? Number four, you feel stressed and irritable all the time, okay? Another sign that your body is just out of whack somewhere, right? And if you think about, oh, if I'm high stress, high stress is also, you know, a similar thing to like having that usually cortisol level high. Uh, And then you can take those particular remedies like we already talked about, you know, Um, things that we're going to put you into a more relaxed state. One thing I have not talked about yet is you can do these things that put you in a relaxed state that might be individual for you. So I know that if you meditate, you're going to get, it's going to I'm sorry, it's going to produce results in your body that are going to help you to recover faster, right? I know that for everybody. But there are certain things that might be specific to you. Like, for example, if I get a massage, I am the most relaxed I could possibly be when I'm getting a good massage. But that might not be the same for you. You might like to go in the hot tub, and that might put you in a completely relaxed state right? You have to figure out what those particular things are for you. And if you can figure out what they are, they will help you to recover faster and they help your body to be more more in a prime state so that you continue, you can continue to push it at a higher level. Number five, your performance dips. And actually, this usually happens later into overtraining, okay? This usually happens at the point where you've been 
overtraining with a high cortisol level for too long and then your body gets burnt out and it drops that cortisol level back down. And when you don't have that burst of cortisol that's going to help push essentially <clears throat> nutrients into your into your cells or it's going to help deliver, you know, carbohydrates to your muscles, then you feel terrible or you feel like you want to sleep. And this was a state that I got myself into. This is a pretty late stage of overtraining where you go at it for so long, you don't give your body a rest, and then the cortisol or your body essentially shuts down. And when you're working out or when you're doing these high-intensity things or things that should be high-intensity, your body wants to sleep. And you get these incredibly strange signals where you might be in the middle of a workout and you're like, whoa, I feel so tired right now. Not tired from fatigue of the workout, but you're like sleepy tired. It's really bizarre. So if you've hit that state, then you really need to hire a professional in order to help you get some blood testing done, get some saliva, some stool testing, figure out why your body is not recovering and take a full look at what your life is doing, what you're doing in your life so that you can get yourself back into 100% state. Number six, you have a loss of appetite. Okay, so usually when our body is working really, really well at a high level, you want to be eating on a schedule, but your body will just crave these particular, you know, this food, right? If you're eating good food, it will crave good food. It wants its proteins, as fast as carbohydrates, you know. You've had a great day of working out and you get home and you just feel like you could crush some, some, some food. I'm not talking about cravings here. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, sugar sounds good and all that stuff, you know, because there's all kinds of weird things that could be going on in our gut that would cause us to crave stuff like sugar. I'm just talking about this really deep feeling of I need to consume some fuel. I'm sure you've had that feeling before. You may have not even thought about how to distinguish between oh, I want ice cream and I need fuel. All right. There's a definite difference there. So you have to distinguish what that means, and I'm sure you probably, you should know. If you don't know, you better start thinking about that. But having that loss of appetite is where, like, you know that you're in a situation that you should feel like you're hungry and you need to consume some fuel, but you're just not really feeling it. You're just like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like eating. That's a clear sign. Number seven, you feel sleepy during the day or at times when you should be feeling alive. Now, this is a sign that your body's hormonal rhythms are off. What it, you know, when you're head to the gym and you start warming up and your, your body should be bumping up its stress hormones and it's not happening, then, then there's a sign. Or let's say that you have like that dip in the middle of your day where you feel like, oh, I, I feel like I should take a nap. That's a sign. I mean, you if you're training two to three times a day, taking a nap in the middle of the day is a great, great idea. But you don't want to be the type of person that's training five days a week for an hour at each time, and you get to the middle of the day and you're like, oh, man, I feel like I need to take a nap. That's There's a potential sign there that your diet is off if that's happening. But you could also be in an overtrained state. So something to... to See if that happens to you, you go through your checklist and see if there's things that you need to adjust in order to have your body working how it should be working. Number eight, you're putting on body fat or looking softer even though you're working out all the time 
or working out and eating in a way that you think that you should be staying at your lean state or getting leaner, okay? This is another sign that your cortisol levels are going to be high all the time, so they're not fluctuating the way that they should be because, like I said, if, if your body is signaling that it needs to be pushed, that essentially nutrients or carbohydrates or fats or proteins need to be pushed into cells, if your muscle cells need them, then that's they're going to get them. But if you're not in a state where your muscles are signaling that they need those nutrients, then your body is going to be pushing those nutrients into fat cells, okay? And if you're in a high heightened cortisol state all the time, then that's usually what happens. You end up being the type of person that is training really, really hard, but they actually put on some body fat because you're not training really, really hard all the time in order for your muscles to have be sending that signal here, but your stress hormones are up all the time telling your body it needs nutrients and it's just constantly pushing it in that direction rather than having proper cycles and having the nutrients be pushed in that direction when your body needs it, but being in a relaxed recovery state when your body doesn't need it. I hope that makes sense for you, <clears throat> but it's, you know, look at that as a sign. If you're putting on body fat or you look softer more bloated than you should, even though you're working out and your diet isn't on point, this is a sign that you need to potentially get your hormones in balance by maybe taking some time away from the gym or looking at your life as a complete balance and figuring out how to have those recovery tools, which are de-stressors, which are relaxation, those types of things in order to bring your life into balance. All right. And that's what it all really comes down to is do you have these balances? Are you taking the time off? You know, you have these professional CrossFit athletes who might be training five or six times a day, but they're using all kinds of crazy recovery tools in order to balance those things out so that they can recover from these workouts and can work out like crazy, but not overtrain themselves. And then they're also probably getting themselves into overtrained states, but then they're taking like a month off at a time, like Matt Frazier, right? Or they have these really, really intense recovery states that they're going into on a regular basis, you know, whether that be like getting massages on a regular basis or, you know, doing cryotherapy, uh, meditation, yoga, all of these things that are going to put your body into these states of recovery. Maybe you're able to sleep, you know, 12 hours a day right? Like half of your day is spent sleeping. That would put you into a hyper recovery state. Not most of us can do that. I mean, if you're a professional athlete, you can probably pull it off because you're getting paid to perform and work out. So you spend half of your day, you know, or half of your day sleeping, a quarter of your day working out, a quarter of your day, you know, eating, or maybe, you know, some combination of those things. So I hope this was beneficial for you. I hope that you can look at these particular eight signs, and if they start to pop up, that you look at your life as a whole and put these other little relaxation tools into play and rebalance yourself. You know, it might mean that you need to go on a vacation, take some time away from the gym, find a good masseuse, meditation. I tell everybody they should meditate. It's a hard thing to get into practice because it does take time. It is not necessarily easy to think about nothing. I recommend getting a meditation app, you know, on your phone and doing that. Or Holosync is my favorite. I always go back to Holosync, even if I'm trying to, even if I start doing one of the apps or whatnot, like Headspace or 
I forget what some of the other ones are called, but the Holosync for me, it just really, it just sounds like rain and you listen to it and then it you're, really helps you to get into that meditative state. So I, I really recommend that one. Um, but find out what works well for you, you know, go on walks. <laughs> walks are great, especially walks in nature. So like hikes, nice slow hikes. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, I really appreciate it if you put them in the show notes below. You can find the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 102. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 102. But you could also email me if that's easier for you, even though I appreciate the show notes more. My email is joe at allaroundjoe.com. And if you need anything at all, just let me know. Show notes preferably, but you could email me as well. Or you could find me on Instagram at All Around Joe or Twitter at All Around Joe or Facebook at All Around Joe. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. One more time, I wanted to just mention my partners. Whoop, that's WHOOP.com. And you can use code All Around Joe to get 100 bucks off. Always on Activity Tracker can totally help you with staying out of overtraining. So I've mentioned that before. Uh, about how I use whoop. So if it's in the green, I usually go hard. If it's in the yellow, I take it semi easy. If it's in the red, I do nothing. And it's a way of getting feedback for how recovered your body is based off of machine learning and learning about what your body is and how recovered it is as far as heart rate, HRV, sleep patterns, all that fun stuff. So whoop, awesome stuff. If you want to take your life to the next level, it's something that you should be looking into. And then Perfect Amino just helps your body to recover faster. Like I said, I've been taking it for a few years. It helps me recover about 75 or muscle soreness, about 75% less muscle soreness and recovery time. When you're taking Perfect Amino and you can go to allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino and use code allaroundjoe in order to get yourself a nice discount. If you have any questions about any of these partners that I have, just let me know. Happy to answer them. They're awesome. I really appreciate them and think you should too. The All Around Joe podcast where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next one.